G'day, I'm Barry Green. Thanks for joining me on Conversations on Radio WA 87.6 FM in East Perth and Western Tourist Radio in the southwest of Western Australia. My next guests are two ladies from the Bunbury Garden Labyrinth. Linda Blythe. G'day, Linda. Hello there. And Carolyn Nan. G'day, Carolyn. Hi, Barry. So tell us, what is the Bunbury Garden Labyrinth about, uh, Linda? Bunbury Garden Labyrinth has actually um, many layers to it. It's actually a project. It's the initial project of the Projects of Heart and Soul WA Incorporated, body that was formed over five years ago by a small group of passionate local women who each of them had a background as a health professional, particularly working in mental health. And more importantly than that, both all each of them had a passion for and a vision, I guess, for building a place of hope and a place for contemplation in the local Bunbury community. Carolyn was one of those inaugural members, so she can speak more about those beginnings. But the labyrinth itself is actually an ancient symbol, ancient structure that that actually goes back to medieval times. And it's known as a place, a walking path, a path, a circular path that has one way in and one way out, meant for meditation and contemplation. Well, I guess uh, this is playing on tourist radio and people on holiday have a bit of time for meditation and contemplation. And uh, and this, this is being recorded in uh, July 2020. In Western Australia, we're fairly fortunate to be sort of relaxing the COVID-19 shutdown. But COVID-19 has forced us all to reassess a lot of things and slow down and think. So this uh, is probably very timely. Uh, Carolyn, do you want to comment on that? Yes, I think uh, we are actually all challenged at the moment uh, for so many different ways. Um, And the impact of this particular pandemic um, is absolutely far-reaching to everybody and everyone that lives to communities, to individuals, uh, to cities now, obviously, and to um, states and countries. So really, this is a a really important time to reflect on ourselves and to actually look after ourselves. Um, And I think that the vision for the Bunbury Garden Labyrinth was always that it was a place of hope, a place for community and a place for connection. So... That was the vision at the very beginning for people who were feeling strained, stressed, uh, for a place to go, a place that people could mindfully think and to think for themselves around what they can do about their current situation and also just to be. We've been in an incredibly fast pace, many people living and working and breathing. And I think COVID has given us this opportunity to step back now And I think that's where places like the Bunbury Garden Labyrinth have a place to play for people who come to our community and for the people who live in our community to walk mindfully and to have a place to go. It's interesting. I think it's very much brought us all down to a similar plane in some respects. And uh, a a bloke who I have the greatest respect for is Dick Smith, who's a pretty down-to-earth businessman. And uh, I'm... 
I found a book in a Donnybrook library that he donated uh, and said in the front, uh, in the interest of our children and our children's children, and it's a book written by the Prince of Wales, Prince Charles, and it's called Harmony, A New Way of Looking at Our World. And basically it, he says up front that he's had a privileged life and had experience most people will never have, but the book is predominantly about organic agriculture, ancient architecture, and indigenous cultures and I think we have so much to learn from indigenous cultures and especially in Australia we've got so much to learn from the the way the indigenous people manage the Australian landscape but uh, the labyrinths generally go back to ancient cultures and cultures that have existed for thousands of years so there's a very strong uh, sort of connectivity there Linda do you want to comment on that? Yes I think that um I've come into this project um, about five years ago, so not at the very beginning, but I've known the, the members of it for a long time. But the first time I heard about labyrinths, um, it was really more in a, a sacred context. So I had certainly walked a labyrinth at an ancient church in Oxford, at Oxford University, for example. But I'd also walked a labyrinth in my local church at St Augustine's Uniting. But I hadn't really looked into all the other secular, ancient, historical um, meanings of labyrinth. So, um, and what I've discovered in in all the things that I've learnt from Nari and Carolyn and all the rest of us, and lots of reading, is how that they are literally all over the world in ancient places, and and in contemporary places, and in sometimes in people's backyards, and sometimes on large estates in um, parts of the different parts of the world they have great meanings um, built out of like that's fascinating what you're saying there about ancient agriculture and nature because there is so much symbolism in them that is quite un, quite misunderstood by a lot of people um, mm. some people think of a labyrinth in my experience when I talk about them as if it's some kind of witch's coven or some kind of um, pagan uh, practice and so they kind of look at me sideways like mm, what are you getting into <laughs> but actually um, when we when we peel it back it just comes down to people have always sought a way of coming to the center and then and to connect with yeah peeling it down I got like scaling everything down to the basics that's why it's fascinating that when COVID came we actually did comment to each other that actually this is what we were wanting to have in Bunbury was this kind of space to bring people to their centre. If I could just uh, add on to what Linda has said, uh, there's a lot of misperceptions around what a labyrinth is. Um, and many people consider it a maze, which is really about confusing people and changing people. Whereas there are many types of labyrinths, and ours is a unilateral labyrinth, and as Linda said, a place of centering. And it's basically really a cross-cultural, non-denominational place of reflection. So it's literally a space that can that enable people to come to a place where they can be where there's peace and calm within the sort of storminess of all of our lives and the busyness. So this is all part of where we are now, I guess, uh, with what's happening around us and a chance to stop and reflect. So it isn't a maze, 
which is actually what everyone considers it to be. But it's really literally a place that invites the walker to savour each step while they're walking through their lives at a given point of their lives and a place to slow their minds, to pause and reflect. So we also need to be clear too that there's a lot of research that we base. So why a garden labyrinth? Why, why a labyrinth at all? Well, we all connected to labyrinths for in some way, shape or form um, in our hearts and our minds. But really, we took it from the research around open spaces. So there's a lot of research about the connectedness and how well-being can be measured and increased by living and being around green spaces and open spaces. Um, and so that is where the, um, the garden labyrinth concept actually stemmed from, is that actual research around wellness and those areas around open spaces. I think that's really important. And they talk about nature deficit disorder, kids suffering from nature deficit disorder. And, you know, I think it's really important to connect with nature. And uh, I hope Radio WA and Western Tourist Radio is about encouraging West Australians to explore regional Western Australia, appreciate just how jolly lucky we are to live here and to look after the place. And uh, I note on your website there's a, a comment, a line there, contemplative medium and a balm for the modern-day diseases of disconnect, bustle and busyness. So I guess COVID-19 has been a fair uh, prompter of a, a disconnection and, uh, and a reduction in busyness. So it's a fascinating subject. Uh, tell us, where do people find the Bunbury Garden Labyrinth? Bunbury Garden Labyrinth has been built in a piece of land uh, gifted by the city of Bunbury and it's located in Queen's Gardens. You get to it from Cobblestone Drive in East Bunbury. So the approach to it, you can come to it from Stirling Street, East Bunbury, or you can come to it from Blair Street near the Water's Edge Cafe, which has actually got a car park. It's actually adjacent to several other monuments within that beautiful space called Queen's Gardens. We really needed it to be close to the CBD uh, and it needed to be close to other amenities. But most of all, the placement of it around near the estuary there, around the water, I think its proximity to everything is actually was really where the piece of land that we chose was the most ideal uh, it's a beautiful spot. It's basically right across Cobblestone Drive from the actual playgrounds. So it's very area. The most one of the areas too is that as a group of occupational therapists from an allied health point of view, we went to, we really wanted it to make sure that it was fully accessible to people of all ages and of course with all different types of physical disabilities. It's also close to the CBD, so there's a, a business connection as well because uh, we need businesses to thrive to all be healthy as well, don't we? Absolutely. And just to add to that, Bunbury has for at least about two or three years had a local market called the Bunbury Markets and they um, open every Saturday morning in normal times in the Queen's Gardens on the other side of Cobblestone Drive. So you've actually got quite a hub of activity particularly on weekends around that area. And then you've also got the rowing club and the dragon boat club 
and you've got the skate park right nearby and Stirling Street Art Centre and the Bunbury Friendship Cities Bridge and Walkway, as well as the Southwest Migrant Memorial. So we've kind of been positioned within a space that is all free open space for people to just recreate and relax and enjoy. It is truly a place that anyone at any time can access and use for any reason whatsoever. The beauty of it, particularly for anyone who lives in the Southwest or who is visiting the Southwest, uh, it is a beautiful spot. Uh, it is just a place to go uh, and visit. And we have, and of course, it's a beautiful place, the way that it's been constructed with gardens, uh, with seating and uh, the actual labyrinth itself. It is actually a place for people to visit and a great tourist attraction. There are these types of labyrinths all over the world and people actually seek them out because many people do know what they actually are. So it really is quite an attraction for the city of Bunbury. These things don't happen without significant support. Linda, do you want to um, mention some of your sponsors? That would be great. We are incredibly indebted to some very um, generous uh, businesses and organisations and people around the Southwest. One of our major sponsors is Simcoa. Another is Pearson Tini and Son, Rotary International, particularly South Bunbury, actually the com combination of Bunbury, South Bunbury and Leshenot Rotary. Jetline, Country Landscaping and Irrigation, Eco Outdoor, Wholesome, and also we were a substantial recipient of a grant from fundraising from the Chef's Long Table Charity Lunch of 2019. Oh, and Daryl Faraz. Safe Haven Studios provided the original artwork, which is actually also, they did the artwork for the uh, Kambana Bay, the Aboriginal Wandani men. Um, mm. And they were, I mean, it, it was actually... So many, thousands of people, we cannot actually thank all of them. The City of Bunbury have been very supportive. The City of Bunbury have been our partners all the way through. Without the piece of land, we could not have actually gone any further with it and also the placement of it. They've helped us considerably in, um, in kind support and with some small grants. They actually, we have now, or in the process of transitioning the Bunbury Garden Labyrinth to the City of Bunbury as a site, as part of the City of Bunbury. The Friends of the Bunbury Garden Labyrinth will continue to AOC and to assist it to grow and to actually continue to uh, nurture the use of the Bunbury Garden Labyrinth. Well, this is a terrific project. People are wanting to find out more online. Your website is bunburygardenlabyrinth.org.au. We also have a Facebook page which we update uh, regularly. I'd just like to say that for anybody, please, please go and visit the labyrinth. Go and walk it. I think you'll find it will be a beautiful spot, whether you want to go alone or whether you want to take a friend or whether you want to take your family. I just really encourage anyone who's in the vicinity to take the opportunity and visit the Bunbury Garden Labyrinth. To find out any more about the Bunbury Garden Labyrinth, you can go to touristradio.com.au forward slash Bunbury, click on the things to do, 
and we'll include a direct link to the Bunbury Garden Labyrinth website. Thank you, Linda. Thank you. And Carolyn. Thank you very much for the opportunity, Barry. So you're listening to Conversations on Radio WA as we tell the stories of people and places in Western Australia.